Tuesday on an all-new Buffy. Only one thing could stop a Slayer cold. Riley, it's you. The man she loved is back. Hold on to me. That's what it takes. But will she get carried away? Over my dead body. I've seen enough of your dead body. In all-new Buffy. <laughs> Welcome to Ferula Gemina, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We take a look at each episode according to its original air dates 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 6, Episode 15, As You Were. We will be talking about the plot and the characters. So spoiler bound for this episode and every episode before it and every episode after it and possibly other movies and TV shows and the comic books and all that stuff that I normally say. I've been through too much making this podcast happen, and it's going to happen. It's going to be our perfect, perfect podcast if I have to kill every one of our listeners and both of you to do it. Oh, man. Welcome back. I mean, it's only been, we we just did this last week, so, you know, it was a short uh, break, but here we are again for As You Were. Uh, But, uh, you know, who am I and who am I talking to? My name is Kelly, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Asia. Say hello. Hey. <laughs> Daniel, say hello. I think you got to learn about podcasts, and this takes a while, is that podcast security all boils down to one simple thing, politics. Now, Simply safe. <laughs> oh. now, <laughs> now, I'm not a political animal, but you learn fast around here, or it's wham. Hello, third best Buffy podcast. <laughs> third best? Oh, no, we've gone down. I know. <laughs> oh, no. We don't want that to happen. We need to be uh, careful. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, I'm not a political animal, but all I'll talk about in every scene I'm in, all both of them, is politics. It's not like we work at Burger World or the Happy Bun where the power structure is simple. No, here at the palace, you got to keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. It's like Machiavelli says. You know Machiavelli, right? Yeah, as you were. Hey, it's this episode. Originally aired on February 28th of 2002. February 28th. It's definitely not the middle of May. Uh, written and directed by Doug Petrie. I know. You know what? It's time to break down the fourth wall of this podcast. I'll edit it you know, out. I think the, 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 I'll edit it out. We, we've been... <laughs> Let's true. just keep going. I have no control. Uh, written and directed by Doug Petrie. This is the 12th of 17 for him for writing. Last was flooded. Next will be two to go, which is the penultimate episode of this season. And for directing, this is the second of third. The last one also being flooded. And the next one being Get It Done, which is some season seven episode. I definitely don't know what it is. Um, What happened in this episode? Man, remember Riley? Well, if you don't, the previously on is going to show his big dumb face immediately. So you will remember Riley. Uh, He's back. And he meets Buffy at the Double Meat Palace, and she's Double Meat Palace and up. I mean, there's like a preamble. Buffy fights a vampire. He says dumb stuff. Her and Spike have sex in the grass. She gets a grass stain on her coat. That is a plot point because she will have to get that grass stain out and listen to sad music while she does it. So I guess that was kind of important. I shouldn't have just glossed over it. Anyway, the next day at work at the Double Meat Palace, Riley shows up out of nowhere to recruit Buffy to fight a demon. Okay, cool. So we do that, and it's... uh. Painful because Buffy's life is sadder than when Riley left and all of the bad things that have happened to her just keep rearing their ugly heads like she's not married to a supermodel and she's working a terrible job and she's having sex with a vampire and she smells like meat all the time apparently. Uh, So she feels bad about herself. They do 
catch the demon. Buffy kills it, but she wasn't supposed to. They were just on a tracking mission, but Riley didn't tell her that. So she killed the demon. Uh, oh, yeah, Riley's married. Kind of just shoehorned that in there. He's married to a supermodel. And uh, I mean, she's not a supermodel in the show, but she is in real life. And she's a secret agent with Riley. And they get along so well. And she's perfect. And she's good at everything. And uh, yeah, Buffy has her feelings hurt. And then they capture the demon. But or, sorry, they kill the demon. And then they go. They're trying to find the demon's eggs. The doctor, who's a supervillain that we've never heard of, is harboring all these eggs. Turns out the doctor is Spike. And Riley has to, well, I guess Buffy has to blow up his crypt to stop all the demon babies from hatching. And then, you know, Riley leaves. (laughs) And everyone's sad. I'm sorry. It's hard to get through this episode because I don't like it. That's a spoiler for later. Anyway. We made it. That's what happened, right? Riley leaves. Riley leaves with his beautiful wife, and Buffy breaks up with Spike. Sorry, that's also an important thing. The end. Via helicopter. Don't forget. I'm sorry. Buffy breaks up with Spike. Riley leaves town with his wife via helicopter. That is the most important part. In the middle of Maple Court. Incredible. Yeah. How people Incredible. Okay. Well, I've made it all the way through, I think. Fun facts. I should have you read these, but I don't think you can make... Make you'd have to have context clues for my notes, so I'm sorry. Next time I'll do it on the computer and you'll have to read them. Mm. <laughs> sorry. Okay, the rejection letter that Buffy gets from UC Sunnydale is Buffy's last attempt at the college life. She never even tries to go back to community college. It's over. Wow. She's no longer a college student and nor will she be ever again. This it's too bad. She only got rejected for missing the deadline. Is that all it was? I didn't even like I know it was only mm. one sentence letter, yet I struggled to get the content of it. Yeah. So it was just like she applied late, and so you could apply it next fall, no problem. But she doesn't. Yeah, she just doesn't. But it, I mean, why does she need to? She gets a job as a, a school counselor with no experience and no education, so it's she's fine. Yeah. It all works out for her. Uh, this is Riley's first and last appearance uh, since Into the Wood, making this Mark Lucas's thirty-first and final episode. However, Riley does show back up in season eight, uh, beginning with issue nineteen, "Time of Your Life," part four. So it's not the end for Riley Finn in the Buffyverse, but it is the end for Mark Lucas in this show. The locator spell that Sam asks Willow to cast is supposedly the same one that her and Tara tried to do uh, in that episode in season four that I didn't write down. Oh, goodbye, Iowa. There you yeah. go. But I don't know. There's got to be more than one locator spell, right? Or is it only just that one? Who knows? Anyway, supposedly it's that one. Uh, the last. This is also the last time that Buffy and Spike have sex. I mean, on the show. They're going to rekindle their relationship in season 10, episode 13. Really? Love Dares You Part 3. But yeah, this is the last time they're romantically involved. They have a cuddle uh, in the what? penultimate episode of season 7, I believe. But uh, there's no 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 kissing, no no doing it, no more for. for that me. is a shock to yeah. me. I I did not. Know she was that. serious when she walked wow. out in her silly purple shirt. She was like, "It's mm. over, William," and that, she meant it. She fucking meant it. I can't love you. I'm just being weak and selfish. Really not complaining here. Yeah? And it's killing me. I have to be strong about this. I'm sorry, William. Good for Buffy. I thought she was lying. No, she stuck to her guns, man. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Burger World. You know Todd, that guy, that terrible guy that mm. you, were, you were quoting earlier? Oh, yeah. He's like, this isn't Burger World, Buffy. Do you know what is Burger World, Buffy? <laughs> the place that Beavis and Butthead work. That's the fictional uh, fast food chain that Beavis and Butthead work for. 
You're welcome, says Doug Petrie. Uh, Alice Denian was the puppeteer for all the little baby demons in this episode. She's also the puppeteer for the mummy hand. This mummy hand has ceased to be from Life Serial. And uh, the puppet in the angel puppet in Smile Time, the episode where he turns into a puppet from a kid show. Mm. She is the puppeteer for that, too. So thanks, Alice. Uh, that dam. Do you know what dam that is that they rappel down? Mm, I don't know what that's dam. the the, no, the Pacoima Dam. Uh, and it is in the San, San Gabriel Mountains in L.A. County. So it's a real dam, guys. We went, <laughs> went on location to Dang. that dam. They didn't build a dam for this? No. Can you believe? Oh. Uh and again, with the rejection letter, this should have went up at the top because that would have made more sense. Has the address of 1630 Crestview Drive. That is not Buffy's address. Canonically, what is her address? Something Ravello Drive. 1630 Ravello Drive. This is a student of the show. Wow. So fuck that up. And also the zip code on the letter is 95037, which is Morgan Hill, California, which is slightly south of San Jose. Very far away from Santa Barbara. Fuck that up, too. Just ruined it. Very everything. far away. Santa Cruz, basically Santa yeah, Cruz. Yeah, so whoever wasn't responsible for the props in this episode, how dare you? How dare you? Anyway, thank God. Or they got it just right. Huh? And we're wrong about where Sunnydale no, is. No, absolutely not. I think that, that our department was being mm-hmm. lazy on this one. I'm sorry. 1630 Ravello Drive. You got the 1630 mm-hmm. part. How did you m- miss the landing? <laughs> anyway, I'm so glad I get to stop talking. Stacia, tell me what you thought about this episode. Um... You know, it's like a classic Bad Riley episode. We're just like right back in season four. <laughs> Not again. Tiny little piece of season four haunting <laughs> season six here. The long season four. Man, it's yeah. still not over. We thought it ended midway through season five, and yet here it comes again. <laughs> here it again. is again. <laughs> uh, any, anything else in depth you want to say about this episode? Before we talk all about the episode? No. Okay, great. <laughs> Before we go in depth. <laughs> Daniel, what did you think about this episode? I laughed when I saw Riley. It was fucking hilarious. Um, so that was fun. Um, I thought this was going to be way worse than it ended up really being. Although it's not a good episode by any, um, any, any whatever. Uh, but like the 007 music throughout, like whenever we meet like Sam when she first showed up. Very funny. It's all very spot on. What exactly are you doing with my husband? The show does know that Riley's a fucking goober, which I do I do like. But I also enjoyed that, like, Riley was, it, I don't know, it was a reasonable way to, like, continue the Spike storyline. So there are elements of this that I don't, that are better than season four. I'm glad that we're not in the initiative world anymore. I do miss Forrest. I think he would have been a great addition to this oh, episode. No. R.I.P. Forrest. She's compromising the area. At least she's not making crazy naked sex. Told you. But, um, you know, beyond, like, imagining Graham and all of our friends that we've lost along the way, Maggie and everybody, it was nice to see him. Sam was fun. I thought it was all very... Willow was cute during the whole episode. But I will say that, like, honestly, why is Spike doing what he's doing? Never explained. And why the fuck did Buffy fall asleep with Spike unless she is self-sabotaging herself or something? (laughs) They are literally out looking for the doctor and she fucks Spike fine. Fine. But you can't just go to bed. And then when Riley, before it even happened, he made a point of saying, I'm going to go to the crypts. So a lot of like bad Buffy type of shit happening here. But was it the worst episode? No, I don't think so. But, you know, it wasn't very good. There's definitely a lot of ball dropping. I think that for me, 
I did not like this episode. I think they were going for satire. I guess Doug being they, um, but it didn't like it didn't go far enough to really cash in on that to make it f- over the top funny. Like I do agree that the music cues were totally pointed because like that that like Sam shows up and then it also happened again when we reveal that Spike's the doctor, just like dun dun dun, like without <laughs> 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 doing that. But it just I, I don't know. I I would agree with the point that. This is all intentional, and they know that that Riley is a big dork. But I don't think they know that. I think that Doug Petrie, because he said as much, loves Riley and has a big old crush on Mark Lucas. Like he is very into that guy. Every chance he gets on a commentary, and Mark Lucas is around, he's like, "Oh my god, he looks so handsome in this scene. I can't believe we made him even sexier with the scar. This is so great." I'm like, "Okay, that's fine. I get that you like him, but no one likes him. Not Mark. I mean, you know, it's not your fart, Mark. It's not your fart, Mark Byer." Rough night. Visual. It's not your fault, Mark Lucas. You're just doing your job. You're an actor. But uh, it is Doug Petrie's fault for, for treating him like this because no one fucking likes you, man. So I also just wonder if uh, this episode was even necessary. So I'm just going to start off my questioning with that, mm. that mm. question right there. So do you think that... Why do you think we got this episode? Like, do you think Buffy station? Do you think that Buffy needed closure, or do you, were you satisfied with the way that things ended? Uh, or has Buffy given away anything? Because I don't think she has. To tilt my hand, that she feels like she needs closure. I mean, yes, it was dramatic the way that he left, and clearly she was literally chasing him down as he's flying away in a fucking helicopter because that's what this guy does apparently. Uh, but I don't. She hasn't been pining for him. I don't feel like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've loaded that question with too many, like, were you satisfied? It's like, no one was satisfied with it, Kelly. So I mean, she has to answer that question while she's answering another. There's like four um, questions in there. There's not a good answer to any of yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's clear Buffy was really sad when Riley left. She felt like she fucked up. And then she just died. And so she was dead for a large, large portion of this story. And then she came back and she's like dealing with the death part. So I think, you know, it's clear at the first half of the episode when she's with Riley before the wife shows up that, you know, Buffy's kind of flirting with him and still thinks he's cute and everything. Yeah. Riley. Sorry to just drop in on you like this, Buffy. It's you. That's me. You're here. I know. I mean, I don't know if Buffy would have actively been like, I wish I had closure with Riley at this point, but you know, I think it was good for her to see him. You do? Yeah. I mean, it's what made her stop sleeping with Spike. That's true. I mean, that's a, a probably it's a direct result. like, kind of what gave her the motivation to, like, fix her life a little. A little bit of perspective. Yeah. Daniel, do you think, I mean, I've already said that no one likes Riley, but clearly the writers must have. Do you think that this was just, like, Doug Petrie, like, hey, let's see if we can get Mark Lucas on the line, throw him in an episode, or that this was something that Buffy fundamentally needed to to happen? to see him again I don't think it was fundamental no you could have definitely written Spike in any sort of way but I, I do think you know if you want to be tidy with it though I feel like it's got to be Angel or it's got to be Riley it's got to be the big love interest to maybe stop her with Spike mm-hmm. and I will say I'd rather see Riley than Angel wow. so like that's fine yeah. if we have to do it why not? I mean, why not? I do I do like that we got to do it, though. And I like that he took off in a helicopter again because it's ridiculous. <laughs> but it obviously echoes what we did before. But it's like under different circumstances. And I don't know. It brought all of our friends together, too. Like, those were the moments I really liked. I, I found myself, like, forgiving everything when Xander and everyone was 
in the house and everyone's talking and hanging out. It was really nice. It felt like old times, even though they're basically all estranged at this point. So was it necessary? No, but I'm glad that it happened. And you would have just had to write the same things in a different way. But I think Riley was a great way to like push Buffy where she needed to go. Buffy meets Sam. Sam, Buffy. Pleasure. Demon. So one of the things that I was pondering during this episode, because it felt like I mentioned that it's was trying to be like a parody or a satire, but didn't quite hit the mark for me is that fucking unreliable, unreliable narrator concept. I was like, oh, what if, if this is, well, what if this is Buffy's fantasy, right? Like, like some of this is happening. Uh, Riley does come back, right? Like that does happen. But like the over the top theatrics of like all his little catchphrases and all his little gadgets and how everything's perfect and how Sam is perfect. And, you know, mm-hmm. I learned what a Mary Sue was because I've heard that term before. And she is apparently a Mary Sue because mm-hmm. it's somebody who's unbelievably perfect in every single way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Christine ma- McConnell. Sorry. <laughs> you leave Christine McConnell out of this. She's a real person. Um, <laughs> do you, so, yeah, do you think this is like some fantasy version? Like we're seeing through Buffy's eyes this episode, or is this like on the face of what's going on? And Buffy looks this tragic to Riley. Oh, um, I mean, I don't think it's a fantasy for Buffy because I guess while maybe if you thought Mark Lucas was attractive, you'd find him sexier with a face scar. I don't know. <laughs> um, sure. I mean, clearly she's attracted to him, but I don't think that she ever, like, loved the secret agent thing. Like, Mm. it always seemed like a little bit too much kit for her. Yeah. And, you know, she couldn't really hang with the initiative on that side of things because she was like, let's just get to it. I don't want to do all these, like, intercoms and random spotting patrols and whatever else they're doing and in this episode you see her also being like i forgot you do all that that's cute like it's cute (laughs) you're still hanging on to that (laughs) you know and then she's like guns aren't good for anything i don't like having all of this equipment so i don't think that you know she's fantasizing about riley being like secret agent man with like a special 007 music or something i think that you know It's like a heavy-handed way for the writers to be like, do you remember who Riley is? He's even more Riley now. (laughs) Look how cool he is. They're definitely like Riley leveled up. He got more stuff. Daniel, do you think this is a pretty straightforward, like we're getting what's actually happening? Or do you think this is a little bit of Buffy fantasy? Like, Riley's coming back to sweep me off my feet. Look at all this stuff he has. There's there's no reason for us to believe that it's anything but really what happened. I mean... Nothing in the text tells us that. But I like that you con- you always bring up the unreliable narrator. I can't mm-hmm. trust anything anymore. The one thing you've, you've learned from this <laughs> podcast, boom. Which I do, it is funny when you say that though, it does make sense. Like it, literally everything, all the references in this are all to Riley. And maybe it was great that Petrie wrote it, right? They're over the top. That he loves this character so much and yes. he was able to put all of those things in it because they go all the way. Even with Spike when he's like throwing out the going to the vampire den and getting sucked off and all of that stuff. It's like all, even all the bad stuff, the drugs, you know, the drugs are going to get you like all these yep. little things, even that I feel like if it was just hagiography, we would never touch those because he's just superhero man, but he obviously has flaws and stuff. So I think if it was Buffy's vision, then I don't think Spike would be there saying that kind of stuff to her, her wannabe boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. So, that's a good point. But then they go down and fucking blow up the crypt and it's all so silly. <laughs> and I mean, that does feel really outlandish, you know? So your egg isn't acting odd or anything. Acting anything, it's an egg, Buffy. It doesn't emote. Yeah, I, that like there are just little moments like that, that are over the top. I think that and the music cues, like I said, that just make it feel a little, just a little weird. Like this is this is a show about monsters and demons, and this feels over the top. Some points of it. So I just, 
I don't know. I was just trying to find a, a something. That's because Riley comes off this episode like a parody and not like a person. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's all it is, is that he's yeah. so action guy. Yeah. That like he's I like G.I. Joe. You don't really see like Riley the person anymore. And you kind of forget everything. And then Spike's like, oh, yeah, I remember you shit back. And yeah, you're like, him, oh, yeah. Oh, no. Bringing up That's that right. stuff. He did leave kind of under like bad circumstances. Which is a great point. He like, did. clearly, Riley must have internalized that. And he's like, I'm going to push that down so far. And I'm going to be the G-est, I-est Joe that's ever Joed. Because I never did that. That was a different person. And that person is fucking dead. Well, I think he's like le- living. What is it? Living. Eating, sleeping, breathing, whatever. He's just like completely, you know, embraced his little G.I. Joe lifestyle and he's got his little G.I. Jane wife and he gets to go scrounge around in jungles and, you know, he forgets that normal people aren't aren't that way. (laughs) I think, you know. Life exists outside a paramilitary organization that fights demons? I don't understand. We've been tear-assing through every jungle from Paraguay up, taking out nests. As soon as we put one Savolti down, it doesn't take its place. And even like when the moments where he got like real and would be honest with Buffy, Mm -hmm. it was always couched with a little bit of a joke too. Like they just couldn't, Mm -hmm. which I kind of appreciated as well. It's kind of like, you know, I can't, I can be this serious, but not all the way serious. And because I got to go to Nepal, you know? I mean, it's, it's weird because he is super jokey and he's got all these like silly lines that are pretty cringy, but then he keeps turning to Buffy and being like, I have big stuff I want to tell you, but then he never. (laughs) does like the big stuff i guess was his wife i think that's probably it then that but even still when they were in the car oh i guess that was before the wife yeah before i think that's all it was yeah because twice he goes to say like when we get a minute we'll talk about the big stuff but even after the wife i think he said something like that well clearly there's a story about the fucking facial scar maybe those it's like got married also this thing almost killed me (laughs) maybe that's when they were terrassing through every jungle Mm-hmm. Oh, terrassing. Oh, God, terrassing. Don't worry. Did you say we'll that that happened during their wedding night? The scar? No. Oh, I was joking oh. about that. Oh, yeah, I oh, like, no, I well, think that would be hilarious. Because <laughs> she has that whole anecdote about how they got married in a chopper, like, right before dropping into, like, mm. a hairy Fuck situation or something. Always choppers with these people. And so I was like, yeah, they got married, and then he dropped down into some jungle somewhere, and something <laughs> slashed his face. <laughs> Big stories to tell you, too. We even get to have a second. Did you die? No. I'm gonna win. So Riley shows up at Buffy's work unannounced without calling or texting first, we presume, because she looks pretty shocked. And I was curious if either of you have ever shown up at an ex's place of work unannounced. Stacia, have you ever accosted your ex at their place of work for one reason or another? I mean, specifically for fighting a demon in a covert operation, <laughs> but also any other reason. Um. Yeah, just that one time. It didn't end well, though. <laughs> I accidentally killed the demon. Yeah, you were just supposed to track it. Yeah. God, who doesn't? Embarrassing. Who has not done that? Uh, but yeah, do have you? I don't. I don't think so. Daniel, have you ever done that? No, but I. I want. I need to believe that you did because. <laughs> Why you ask this question? No, I have not. Uh, I don't think I. I don't think I would do that. There. No. I don't think I yeah. have. I. I, ha- I honestly. Don't know. I I don't remember most mm. of my life, so there's a chance that I could, and it does feel like something I might have done. I cannot say it would be out of character for the person that I was in a past life, but uh, no, not not anything specific. Do you think this is creepy? Like, do you think it's fucked up for Riley to do that to show up at her work? Yeah, I don't think it's creepy, but like strange. Would no? it be less creepy if he showed up at our house? Kinda, I, or or less. Maybe not creepy is not the right word. Just like. 
inappropriate or unexpected. Obviously, it was a surprise, but like, I don't know. It just seems like going to her work is maybe a bridge too far. Everybody hangs out at her house. The Scooby meetings are like at her house now. I don't think it'd be weird for him to go to her house, but her job just feels like so personal in a way. I mean, Daniel, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's like out of line? You think it's fine? No, not at all. He needs to, yeah, he needs to go find her. There's a demon I mean, all that they the, need to hunt. All her friends have gone to see her there, and Spike has gone to see her there. That's true. I don't think They're it's still that friends, weird. Technically, right? I mean, I think the biggest question is how did he know she was working there? That's the yeah. best. That's the best. Um, that's a better question. <laughs> but I don't think it's that weird. I mean, I guess we're supposed to just believe since he's part of a, you know, secret military organization or whatever that they just know stuff but i guess the more sinister answer is that perhaps he's been keeping tabs on her this whole time which is pretty fucked up i don't think so i mean i don't think so it doesn't it seems like they just flew in chasing this demon and it was going to the Hellmouth, and he's like i need to find buffy now it's true mm-hmm. how the fuck did he know that's a big question and why wouldn't you call you know the number just call her like that is the most sensible but that's not very cinematic not very no. it's we not need to have cinematic. her mumbling about there's a cow on my head or whatever on my hat like <laughs> that was all really funny as well when <laughs> she would mm-hmm. go on her own little tangents great stuff great writing i want to explain i just don't have time i've been up for 48 hours straight tracking something bad now it's come to sunnydale my hat has a cow we, we had to have because we're, we're accumulating buffy that's the the theme of the episode is mm-hmm. accumulating buffy in mm-hmm. front of riley so i know we had to do it but i was just it just struck me as strange but that little interaction was my favorite part of the whole episode the whole like uh you, you got me, or I haven't been following a thing you've said so far. My hat has a cow. Yeah, and she's then... nodding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you're you working here now? Oh, just the front counter. I don't have to do this. I'm not grilling. Any... Yeah, not in the grill anymore. <laughs> just like... And Riley's so, so patient. She's like, I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm here. I'm just... <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. Yeah. Have you song. always been this good tall? Song. And he's like, no, listen. <laughs> There's a demon. Uh, so... There's a couple of theories. I I stumbled across this blog of this uh, guy who I think is just like an older heterosexual man with a family who stumbled across this show. I said stumble twice in a row there. He stumbled across this show. I stumbled across the blog. But yeah, he's just like a guy who watched the series in 2013 and he has lots of takes and stuff. This is so weird. This feels like past the prime for blogs. And also, how did you come across this? And I don't know. Anyway, I read his whole blog. You don't need to know. I'm not going to tell you the blog. <laughs> but this is his least favorite episode of 144 of 144. Because he even puts like, what kind of crazy person ranks every episode of this show? Well, I did it. I was like, have I got news for you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he, in the comments of his blog, who of which he has an active audience on his blog, as recent as someone 2018 from this 2013 blog post. What the hell? I call that active four years ago. Active. Uh <laughs> Someone said that there was a couple of theories about this episode that I was curious to get your take on. So the first being that Spike is not the doctor. And in fact, Sam is the doctor. And she went ahead of them showing up to give Spike the eggs and hide them there and then make Spike the fall guy. And, you know, the reason why she she called herself the doctor is because she was a medic in the Peace Corps. You know, her whole infirmary got blown up or whatever by these demon things. How bonkers do you think that theory is? (laughs) (laughs) Say that at all. (laughs) Totally plausible. How would she know Spike? (laughs) How would she go there and not have him immediately say, hey, your girl came by? 
Yeah, right. Because she paid him not to, I think is the answer. Oh, from come the, on. This, more than one person said this, not just on this guy's blog, that this is like a theory that is out there. I'm like, I like it. I like it, but there is nothing to support that. Oh, there's a lot to support it. Oh, oh, yeah. Enlighten me. Spike said he was holding it for a friend. Mm. She was a doctor, or at least some sort of <laughs> medic type person. Yeah. person. Uh, she wasn't with Riley when they were originally hunting the demon. And he even said she wasn't supposed to be here this soon. It's weird that she showed up so fast. Mm. These are all things that the people on the, the smart, smart people of the internet pointed out. So I don't know. And we don't know this woman from Eve. And she's just too perfect. She she's evil. just too perfect. Yeah, she doesn't have any flaws. Yeah. I love my work and I love my wife. I know. I kind of love her too. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Could be oh, true. I love, I love it. I wish that they followed up on it, but they probably didn't Me think too. about that for one second. I mean, there are, there are, um, issues with the whole situation like the whole demon tracking thing so you got to track her on the demon I, it seemed like the demon's gonna lay eggs somewhere and you have to you're gonna follow the demon to where the eggs are laid so you can kill all the eggs yes so the demon would have already laid the eggs you were tracking the demon yes. the whole time but you didn't notice that so now you're following an eggless demon around <laughs> and you're randomly beating yeah. it up Yes. But you're not supposed to uh-huh. kill it. So I don't know why you're engaging uh-huh. with it. If you want it to go to its like nest, because I would assume if it thought it was in danger, it wouldn't go to its children. Yeah. And then somehow, even though the demon that they had been tracking had babies, someone else who wasn't tracking it, the doctor, uh, intercepted the eggs mm-hmm. from the demon. Yeah. I'm assuming the demon didn't just like sell their egg children no. on the black market, <laughs> right? right? And then took them away. Um and they immediately knew who it was that did that. It was the doctor. Like, the doctor intercepted the eggs, and they were like, then they kill the demon, and they're like, oh, shoot, the eggs aren't here. It was the doctor. <laughs> and I was like, how do we know this? Unless Sam is the doctor. And that's why. She, like, fucked up the tracking so that they couldn't find the eggs because the tracking wasn't actually tracking the demon or something. And then she couldn't be with Riley to hunt the demon and randomly beat it up because she was actually taking the eggs that have already been laid and giving them to Spike as her fall guy. And she had to know that Buffy was going to kill the demon when she encountered it, and I'm sure she was banking on it so that Riley couldn't find the eggs if the demon ever did go back to the nest. Where are the eggs, Spike? Eggs? What's the matter? Your egg keep you all night? <laughs> You're off your nut. But wouldn't you need a truck to move all those eggs? That was a lot of eggs. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a lot of work. How do we know she doesn't have a truck? Sam could have trucks. She could have gotten a U-Haul. She has helicopters. She commandeers She's her represents them. And clearly, as we've seen, Riley has proven he has no nose for understanding if someone is corrupt or not. Maggie oh, Walsh. Yeah. She <laughs> grabs like, him, too, in ways where it's like if he were going to, like, mm-hmm. say something, she'll, like, undercut him. You know, they have that mm-hmm. kind of, like, relationship. Like, so That's I feel true. like she could get away with it, be like, hey, aren't you the doctor? Be like, you wish I was a doctor, you fucking idiot. And he'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's not the doctor. If we weren't under severe time constraints, I'd seriously think about ripping you a new one. Stand down, soldier. He's your boss, too. Oh, he wishes. Oh, just going on this, the doctor is such clever covering because, you know, that whole joke about, like, the, you know, the kid and the dad get in a car accident and the doctor goes to operate and is like, I can't operate, that's my son, and then you're like, who's the doctor? Well, it's the mother because right. you always think doctors are men. Doctors so, can be right. ladies. Yeah, so she's throwing the suspicion off of herself by taking on a code name that's masculine. And that's why Spike's like, who the fuck is the doctor? Well, I think... 
I'm glad I brought this up because this sounds mm. like this is canon to me now. I think this is right. I feel like I feel good about this. Uh, I did say theories. There was really there was only really the one. I, there was just, there's a, a note I, I should say. So if you'll remember, I think it's in Double Me Palace when Spike shows up. He's like, "Why are you here? You don't need this job. This is ridiculous. I can get money. Do you think?" Mm. That if Sam is not the doctor and Spike is, in fact, the doctor, that he was secretly supervillaining behind the scenes, being an international arms dealer to make that money so that Buffy could have to be able to quit her job to make a, a home for Buffy. Mm, no. <laughs> no. No. Okay. I don't think Spike would give her money. <laughs> I think he would. I think he like I think he was genuine when he said that when he was like, let's quit your job. I'll, I will get money. Oh, I th- think he definitely yeah, would. Maybe. But, I mean, the fact that he turned into a supervillain overnight is, again, another example of why this episode is just like, what the fuck? Well, and then she came to see him, and maybe this was just banter, but I think he was also just kind of like, pay me money for information, though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, seriously, though? <laughs> what are you going to give me? <laughs> and then she just That's straight up true. calls him incompetent as well, which I thought was really rude. It's like, this is Spike. <laughs> He's a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. that's mean. <laughs> you could just say he has a chip in his head. You don't have to be so mean about it. <laughs> Remember, you chipped him, Riley? Exactly. I mean, God, at least we forget. I activated his chip. Oh, so it's chips all around, is it? Okay. Uh, I think that I'll take this opportunity Dr. Sam. to uh, Dr. Sam and remind everyone that we're a real podcast. You can find us everywhere, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, uh, at BeatMePod. That's our handle. We also have a website, BeatMePod.wordpress.com, that has notes about our show. And like so if there's a reference and, and you want to know where we got the clip from it'll probably be on there also there's a link to our Spotify playlist that contains all music that we might play in our podcast here as well as all music in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episodes of which there were a couple of songs we went to the bronze and we had that sad song where Buffy mm. was doing her laundry so definitely a few to add this time uh, so check that out it's on our website like I said but you can also just go to Spotify and search beat me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast fans season six and uh, that'll be there okay it's time to yell. I'm thinking we'll have one or two things to yell about, but I'm going to go first because I said so, although I'm not prepared. Daniel, here. Daniel, you go first. Oh, thanks, guys. Wow. Um, I'm on Team Sam when we talk about raising Dawn. Um, she's definitely old enough for all of this. Oh, yeah. And um, she's perfect. So what can we say? Yeah. That's pretty much So it. she's right by default, obviously. But yeah, I mean, we've kind of, she's been researching a little bit and everything, but Riley was, hasn't been around, you know, so he doesn't know. That she's grown up in this last year. She will forever be 12 years old to him. Uh, Stacia, do you want to say a thing? Sure. Um, There were... One of the things that I noticed, and that was probably the best part of the episode, is that Buffy was saying the things that you think in your head but you don't say out loud. Like when she's looking at Riley and she's feeling stupid wearing her outfit and she just says, my hat has a cow. <laughs> like that's the thing you'd think in your head. Like I'm such a fucking idiot. My hat has a cow on it. And this guy is standing there like in his like black ops uniform or whatever. But she just straight up says it. And then she does that later when she was like, and then we'll be part of the Trouble Meat Palace. And then she was like, I wish yeah, I had oh said God. anything else right now. Like normally you wouldn't just say that you just like sit in the awkwardness and be like i wish the earth would swallow me whole right now <laughs> but it's just so good that she's just like living her awkwardness <laughs> which means we have to find the nest and fast before sunnydale turns into the trouble meat palace i wish i'd said something else that was a punchline that the show could have forced us to be like yeah, it would be trouble meat. And but the everyone in the, everyone's face is just like, oh god. <laughs> it's great to see her fall sometimes. Um uh, so I got, there's a 
couple of contradictions in this episode, which is another like classic Buffy, silly writing, MacGuffin, we had to do it because the plot demands stuff. So Spike is at once completely incompetent, but also an international arms dealer. We have uh, Riley coming in hot with the demon stuff saying they're nearly extinct, but not extinct enough. And then in the next sentence says they breathe like out of control. Mm -hmm. First you have one, then you have a dozen. Okay, so is it that they repopulate way too fast or are they extinct? It can't be both. Come on, man. How do they breed, though? If you have one and then you have ten, are they breeding, like... Asexually like, or whatever? Yeah. Like, are they just, like, cloning themselves? Which makes them even more likely to... It doesn't to... make any sense. If you have one, you should have then zero. <laughs> that <Right>. one dies. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, he's trying to say they're practically extinct, but if it's, like, a population is spiraling out of control like that, there's no they're, fucking way they're... They're the rabbits of the demon world. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, also, the Riley's been gone for 14 months. Mm. He's been married to Sam for four months. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to Sam, it took a year to get over Buffy. A year to get over Buffy because it was ripped up about it. Mm-hmm. So he was still pining away for Buffy two years or two months into the marriage of of uh, Sam and him. So cool. Good stuff. We just don't care. Maybe Xander will take a note. <laughs> take a note. Stay yeah. hung up on Buffy until you get two years into your marriage with Anya. Great. Yes. Hey, guys. How's the soon to be newlyweds? Nervous? No. no. Is that the spell of Okay. I'll just be over here then. Um, you're another juxtaposition between these, which one is it? Literally, as they're having that conversation, we also see Riley's Jeep driving off into the distance towards this unknown dam. There is not a single car on the road, and there has not been for the entire time that we're driving. And then we f- hard cut to a 15-lane highway <laughs> that all is in the same city <laughs> as our protagonists. And fucking Xander and Anya are just bitching about Uncle Rory and eating chips Oh, yeah. Galore. I mean, it is what a great life. Great life for them. I'm sure it's all going to work out well. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, they do. <laughs> they are in the same city, theoretically going on down the same interstates, and both sides of traffic are completely messed up. So, wow. Wow, show. Just some stock footage. You know, good good old stock You don't footage. mean they weren't, you don't think they were actually in one of those cars in that, <laughs> that zoomed out footage? Mm. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I guess I'll just add onto that. It was fun to see like little vignettes of Xander and Anya trying to get ready for their wedding and just like, like their their monster this week was like the struggle of family and traffic and <laughs> seating arrangements. And, yeah, and it yeah. was fun to see them in the background. Uh, they were eating chips in every scene because you're like compulsive yeah. eating because you're nervous. I have to say, though, they took their own chips into the bronze and the bronze was like, that's fine. You can eat your outside chips. Or then my other thought was menu. maybe this is actually a menu item because they also took a peek behind the counter for a second and there's just like 22 liters of Canada dry. So I think that maybe the bronze is handing out. I know granted they could pour it into a cup, but you should have a fountain. This is a real bar, supposedly. What are we doing with these two liters of Canada dry? Anyway, I like to think that on the bronze menu is one two liter of Canada dry, one family-sized bag of Doritos. (laughs) That sounds like a party to me. There's also a box of Snyder's pretzels, which I'll get oh. to in a moment. So yeah, they're just they're just selling yes. wholesaling. You can get to it now. I, that that can be mine. That was going to be mine. Amazing. I definitely wrote down about the chips. What the fuck is going on with the Browns? Yeah. Well, so I'm I'm like spiraling out. I thought once you see things in media once, you you never you don't think about it twice. You're like, hmm, that's weird. But this was the third time, so I have to speak up. <laughs> I have to tell the truth. First, it was in the 1980s during Russian Doll season two. I saw a box of Snyder's pretzels. These are pretzels, hard pretzels, big pretzels that come in a box. Now, I've not seen the box since I was a kid because they sell them now in big aluminum jugs or they sell them in the the bags, right? But in the back in the day, it was in a bag, but it was in a box. 
Then we watched Ready to Rumble, the 2000 movie about WCW. (laughs) And in that, there was a fight, a fantasy fight with Macho Man Randy (laughs) Savage. And there they were in the convenience store and they were knocking down. And I saw some Snyder's pretzels and I was like, whoa, that's cool. That's two. And then sure enough, behind the bar. There's just two Snyder's pretzels sitting there to be sold right. at the bar, unopened. Snyder's. But the bronze's menu is a fucking mess. It's just giant containers of retail food. Well, Snyder's also makes the thin pretzels, like the normal ones, and they also make like the the pretzel bite stuff too. But I definitely remember the big, big hard pretzels, not like as big as a soft pretzel, but like definitely an intermediary size between small hard pretzels and big soft pretzels. They're not a big huge, hard pretzel. but they're yeah. nice. They're big. You know, they're like the size of your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember those? I don't like hard pretzels. So okay. Not really. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> we I need a corroborating so third person here. Sorry, god. you guys. Okay, well, just tell me your next thing. Sorry. Um, I wrote down some of Riley's catchphrases. I don't know if they're catchphrases, but things that he said that struck me as particularly gooby. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> Battle Gear. Nice. <laughs> Battle Gear. Black Ops. Hell yeah. Boys like toys. Mm. That's the best one. Uh, War with humans. You just skated right past that one. Uh, They're breeders, Buffy. Uh (laughs) Aren't all animals. (laughs) Um, I the terrassing we already mentioned, but also when Buffy he just throws the gun to Buffy. Which Mm. why why (gasps) give Buffy the gun? You're trained to use weapons. Why are you giving Buffy the fucking gun? He's got more weapons to use. And we had to get Buffy's requisite. When there's a gun, Buffy has to comment, I hate guns because we're going to use guns to kill people. Anyway, want to live? Learn fast. He just like hit so many fucking catchphrases in this Mm. episode. I don't know how in that scene, but it seemed like she managed to shoot behind her without turning around. (laughs) It was very confusing. (laughs) It was so bad. It was like she should have accidentally hit them at that point. Yeah. She's just like. (laughs) Ready for a bold suggestion? Blow it off. Uh, two thoughts here for Todd Wheeler, a new Double Meat Palace character <clears throat> that we didn't get to meet during Double Meat Palace, which I hate. Um, mm-hmm. He says, number one, I'm sorry. I forgot that you dropped out of college, which was some next level <laughs> fucking bullshit. <laughs> and then I was I was going to go deep into like he's talking about politics all the time. He's like, next next thing you know, they're uh, your LBJ handing the house keys to Nixon. And I was like, yep what are we talking about? Like, we're so far beyond this. Like you could have said this about topical reference, Bill Clinton, but like, and he's like, you got to read the room and the zeitgeist. And it's like, LBJ didn't even run against Nixon. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, I get the concept <laughs> that he like, you know, didn't run for reelection and he was doing Vietnam. That was against the zeitgeist, right? People didn't want that. But like, what are we, we we're here at a burger place. What are we doing? Hey, He's not a political animal. <laughs> He's not a political animal, clearly. Todd Wheeler is fucking insufferable. I will say yeah. that. Him and also someone who's probably insufferable or was insufferable before he was a vampire and now is still insufferable. The guy, the vampire that doesn't want to buy Buffy because she works mm. at the Double Meat Palace. You just know that guy. And don't get me wrong. There's a time and a place and everyone has their feelings and whatever, whatever. But you know that guy's like, is there dairy in this? I can't have dairy. I don't want to do like, you know, somebody has like an incredible allergies and everyone has their things but like you know it's that that guy's like it was this i need to know the farm that this chicken was raised on otherwise i can't eat it I, you know he was that fucking guy and he just continued it on into the afterlife sure. and i almost respect it but i also hate him so i bet that vampire and todd are very insufferable people well he is dead i feel that like vampire is dead. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I feel like with Todd, you know, I, I kind of felt for him because I noticed that he had the five-year pin. So he's been working yeah, there for five year years. Pin. All he's got is treating his coworkers like shit because he thinks yeah. he's better than them, even though he's been there longer than all of them. He's going yeah. to night school. What, do you think he wants to clean out grease traps forever? Come on. He did it for five years. Buffy's only been there for two weeks. <laughs> and she quit. She fucking rage quit, walked out the door. He wishes. Todd wishes Okay, he had the, the bravery to do that. What? Exactly. I'm sorry. I should have said this earlier, but it just came to my mind that I need to say this now. What did Riley need Buffy for? He wasn't going to kill the demon. Bro. He just needed Buffy to sit in the car with him as he drove around. Like, what are we doing? He could have like been like, yeah, we're going to follow this demon until we find the nest and then kill all of them. No, you're going to scale down the side of a dam and then just punch the demon? <laughs> yeah. What are we doing, Riley? You think you're being cool, but this is actually really embarrassing for you. <laughs> he already had help. Well, that's His why Sam chides him at the end. It's just like, did you forget to tell her the mission? Like, Yeah. yeah he what deserves the hell, that man? shit. Let me guess. Captain Can Do over here forgot to mention that this was a homing operation. Okay, but also, why do they keep getting so close to the demon they have to fight it? Yeah, I kept, like, that makes no sense. So I was just like, okay, I could see a world where if you are, in fact, tracking the demon to try to go to see it go back to its nest, okay, that's fine. And if it ends up in a populated area, like it was in the middle of Maple Court inexplicably, mm. I guess because they're killing machines, right? They wanted to seek out where the people were, that you would want to track it to keep it from hurting stuff, and but then, you know, make sure it doesn't actually die, too. But they obviously were kicking its ass every time it mm. showed up, but I don't really know what else you would do other than tranquilize it, and then it's not going back to the nest. It's a bad plan. It's a bad plan. They had no plans, and they were all bad. Yeah. Or did they have plans and they were bad? Anyway, I don't know. Just so you know, I'm prepared to hate this woman any way you want. Thanks, but no. I don't want to seem all petty. Well, that's the beauty. You can't, but I can. Please, let me carry the hate for the both of us. Go nuts. Uh, I loved Willow's friendship with Buffy in this episode. It's just such a good, like, girl power thing for her to sidle up to Buffy and be like, I'm prepared to hate her any way you need me to. (laughs) It's just so good. (laughs) And then when Buffy's like, no, I have to be the bigger person. And Willow's like, but I don't. I just, like, I just love it so much. I was like, yes, Willow, come to, like, Buffy's defense and take care of her. What a bitch. (laughs) I know. It's like, clearly she fell in love with her like everyone else did because Sam is perfect. But then she's still just like, but I love you more, Buffy. She's such a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Too good. As a a cold American, trademark, um, seeing Buffy (laughs) bundled up in her kitchen. I know she just came from outside, but she is bundled to to the nines. And Dawn is in a spaghetti strap. I was like, my brain sort of broke in that moment. Like, which, what is the weather? here because even if you're inside like <laughs> what are we keeping it there are we keeping it balmy we're like we're keeping it warm in that house like what are we doing i don't know yeah. is it cold in southern Either, california like no it's it, not. if you're believing this show yes constantly we're in four layers all the time except sure. for where when don needs to put on a shirt apparently yeah yeah so who's hungry we got uh, ice cubes all you can eat it just struck me as really funny when uh, Sam was like Willow why don't you just track the demon with your magic or whatever and then Willow goes I can't do the magics <laughs> the magics like I, I don't do magic I can't do the magics 
was just such weird phrasing for me. And then, of course, you get Sam coming in to be like, I really stepped in it back there. We had these shamans, and I'm just like, oh, my God, Not one, but two hardcore shamans. We've got these, like, weird exoticizing thing where it's like Riley is like, I'm so glad I'm in Sunnydale where people speak English. And then Sam's like, we've got all these dark magic shamans out in the jungle, (laughs) and they just burn themselves to death. (laughs) What? Like, why are you also using dark magic isn't that bad are you guys the bad guys maybe are they the baddies like what's i think they might be Hmm. listen man when you need to get a job done you don't ask questions you don't care about the cost human or otherwise you just do it did that demon come from central america they tracked that demon from central america in two days paraguay now i'm feeling like this was all staged sam manipulated riley one, to get the demon eggs, but two, to check out her competition. Because clearly she knows yeah, two months yeah, into her sure, marriage, sure. Riley's whining Buffy's name into his pillow at night while he's sleeping because he's not over her. And she's like, what am I going to do about this? Let me check out the Slayer. Oh, she kind of sucks. So doesn't have a helicopter. So goodbye. Yeah, not a single helicopter. <laughs> she's got that weird smell. <laughs> you smell the smell. Uh I should have said this while we were saying, fuck you, Todd. <laughs> fuck you, Todd. When he's like, uh, Buffy, people are waiting. I'm like, you don't know he's not a customer. Are you eavesdropping on this conversation? If not, you should have other questions beyond uh, are, people are waiting. And you have to get rid of the one before you can get on to the next one. Fuck you, Todd. Okay. Anyway. Well, she clearly wasn't taking an order, though. Yeah, but like, he should have other questions. If he was listening enough to know she wasn't taking an order, are you guys talking about fighting demons right now? <laughs> right. Buffy, what the fuck is going on? I think all you needed to do was walk by her saying, My hat has a cow on it to realize she's not taking one order. (laughs) That's great. Get the double treat. That's a double sweet. Oh, it's hard to beat when the meat meets. Oh, why can I not get that stupid jingle out of my head? Just wait. I just gotta say, poor Spike. I just gotta throw it out there. Mm. Someone's gotta feel bad for him. Uh, he got his fucking house blown up right after he got it, ni- just like just the way he wanted it. He finally so many rugs. figured oh out gosh. his decorating scheme, which was he- very just heavy rugs. So many more rugs again. <laughs> and his, his whole place got blown up. And then he got broken up with. He had a terrible fucking day. And if he was, in fact, a doctor, he also lost a ton of money. Man, <laughs> poor Spike. Thank God Sam's actually the doctor. So that blow is not so bad. Yeah. I like to think that's. Spike already got paid for his piece of it. Mm. Mm, maybe. Maybe that'd be good. Uh, Daniel? I looked up the, you know, Riley comes out saying the National Forestry Service. What? Sorry, I just also realized that it also lines up because Buffy <laughs> is like, I have to go see this informant or whatever. And then uh, Sam is like, I'll go find Riley. But then when she finds Riley, what does she do? Oh, I figured out where the doctor is. Let me show you to this crypt or whatever. And then she takes him to Spike. Mm-hmm. Or sends him to Spike or whatever. Mm-hmm. We have we have we have the choice or the opportunity. Yes, for her to go and tell Riley. Now's the time. I figured out where the doctor is. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. it. I like it too. It can be canon. It can be canon for our show. At this least. is a loose plot Sam thread the that they doctor. never they could have done. That's a great little storyline. Or even the comics bring it back. I mean, if they did, but they don't. So clearly, it didn't happen. I don't know that it. she's in the comics. I don't remember. Her yeah, being I didn't. In the comics. I didn't I look at him. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. 
Anyway, anyway, the National Forestry Service. Yes, please tell me. Yeah, all well, that. just Riley, Riley. I mean, this is Sunnydale, number one. Like, you don't have to pretend that's a bear. Nobody was even getting up from the <laughs> espresso bean. They didn't care. That there's a demon right there. Like, I'm just watching them in the background. Like, people are running down the street, and that couple is sitting at that table just fine. They're not moving. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The National Must be Forestry new, Service. These guys. Uh, everybody stand back. Yeah. So they manage 193 million acres of land, 25 percent of federal land is under their thing. However, they're not in the interior department like national parks and like U.S. Fish and Wildlife. Mm, they're in the okay. agriculture department, guys. Wow. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Uh, and it is possible that they would be out going after like a bear, you know, but like Sunnydale's not part of the park service. So it is weird that they would be there. So that doesn't even track. I'd be like, well, why are you here, sir? Like there are other people to do it. You would have to drive far yeah. away from public land to get into the city just for this bear. And everybody who looks at that bear says that's not a bear. That's a demon. That's obviously not a bear. We live in Sunnydale. That's obviously not a bear. You made a bear! I didn't mean to. Undo it! Undo it! Yeah, I, well, I'm glad I didn't have you look up the Forestry Service because I thought it was part of the National Parks. We would have been on the wrong track. But you probably would have discovered that immediately. Probably when I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> to go along with that, this is Kelly. Riley has got a scar. He is talking about demon-ness. Are we sure that he's not a witcher? I mean, <gasps> he's it a all witcher. tracks. I'm a witcher. He's a, he's <laughs> a witcher. He'd be he's cooler if he was a witcher. He'd be much cooler if he was a witcher. Oh my God. Geralt and Buffy. Well, the last thing I have to say. The ship for the ages. About, oh God, Geralt and Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> I could see. She does like dudes that are enormous. And so. tortured. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's make this happen. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, forestry service, I do have to say, you know, this must be too close. It must hurt when Riley has to hold up that badge and say forestry. R.I.P. Forest. Deep down. Oh. We miss you. Oh, um, I didn't even put that together. Yeah. That is so devastating. I know. Poor guy. That is so That's really what he's been hung up on. I'm going to cry. Sam, he, t- he might have told Sam it was about Buffy, but it was never about Buffy. Never. What? No girls in the club? I think you're the first girlfriend Riley's ever had. Big hand on that skinny little body. No, you're just the first one to get him to commit treason. Anya likens the, their union, um, planning their wedding to the to the invasion of Normandy. Right. Um, Normandy was was thought of in May of 1943. Operation Overlord was put into effect after that, and June 6, 1944. So it was over a year of planning. For D Day, damn. So I think that she's being a little hyperbolic. Although obviously. I don't know, man. I've heard some people really go ham on their wedding planning, and sometimes it does take well, sure, a really long time. But I don't know if that's more that they want a certain date, or but you know, you didn't whatever. have to train millions of people though, so it is a lot easier. I don't know. It sounds pretty much the same to me. Uh, I looked up the about Buffy with her gun. She shot two records. One of them is the Wiz soundtrack. Oh, I didn't even notice she shot any records. Nice. Yeah, shot the Wiz. And there is an album there called the Cater, K-A-T-T-E-R, Family Sings. That's the name of the album. The Cater Family Sings LP. I assume it's from the Cater family. This is almost an unknown record. Uh, Discogs um, labels it as like a a gospel style folk world music. Like (laughs) what? What are these genres? Um, it's not in Rachel Music at all, so nobody's clocked it at all. It is on sacred concert recordings. There is no year for it. And looking wow. beyond Discogs and like one eBay, there's nothing. They, they they do not exist. I have no clue who they are, where they come from. 
Uh, there's a cater who's like a politician, but he was born in like 1950 something. Uh, hmm. This looks like an older record. So I have no clue where this is from or why Spike is listening to it. But like the um, the track listing is just like old, you know, Jesus, I believe in you type of songs. So I don't know what Spike is doing unless he's having a <laughs> crisis of faith or something like that. He loves a musical and he loves to get in touch with God. That's his whole jam. That's true. Uh, then the final thing I looked up was um, when uh, Buffy and Riley go down to look through his stuff and Spike says, that's unconstitutional. <laughs> and I was like, is it unconstitutional? So he would be talking about the Fourth Amendment, which protects his you illegal know, search and, and seizures, seizures yeah. but only from the government. So here's the questions. Is Riley a wing of the government? He would probably have no paper, right? I mean, he says he's the Forester Service. Obviously, that's a joke. But, like, do you think he's actually on the payroll of the federal government? Probably not. He's probably a shadowy secret organization. He might not even be working for the federal government. This could be a shadowy underworld. I mean, they're doing some weird stuff. So in that case, this is just a straight-up robbery (laughs) and and, and just vandalism. Obviously, there's reasonable cause as well. So if he is employed by the government, if you will, as an agent of the government, he does have reasonable cause. He is a dead vampire who is like living in a crypt. Like, yeah, there's plenty of cause. I think that they could definitely sway a judge that that it was right to go into this crypt and find what they found down there. Although explaining what bad eggs are would not really uh, work out that well. Then I looked up, do the dead have constitutional rights? And it it looks like some do and some don't what the living dead it were we don't know Mm. are the living dead we don't know legal gray area see and this is where (laughs) this is where this is where uh, riley is going to you know exert his influence there um and then i was like does spike is is he an american citizen does he have papers is he an immigrant it's a good question i mean he's lived here for a long time do you think he ever i would say no codified probably not because he would be hundreds of years old right yeah, so again, this gets back to the living dead, trans, you know, they don't, they don't even care about our boundaries because right. they grew up in a world where these boundaries didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, I was then also looking up the U.S. Forest Service. They can actually arrest you. They can serve warrants to you as well, mm-hmm. but only for crimes that happen in the National Forest. And as far as I know, Sunnydale is not the National Forest, <laughs> so they cannot do that. Sunnydale would be out of the jurisdiction of Riley if he did actually, even if that was his cover. That I work for the Forestry Service, but then I do all this stuff. So a good Sunnydale, Sunnydaleite, Sunnydalian. Have we talked about that before? What would you call someone from Sunnydale? Mm-mm. Sun, Sunnydalian, mm. I'm going to go with. Uh, a Sunnydalian. Sunnydalian. <laughs> a Sunnydalian. Sunnydaler? Mm. Those are it, yeah. right? Like sunny, sunny Sunnydaleite, Sunnydalian, sun, sun, Sunnydalonian. Sunnydalonian? You hate all of these. Mm. Yeah, okay. Uh so any good citizen of Sunnydale that was near the espresso pump at the time could have said, hey, you don't have jurisdiction here, buddy, and continued to ignore the giant demon <laughs> killing what people if, in the street. What if it was Sunny D's? The Sunny D's? Yeah. Okay. Sunny D's. You know, like like Chinese Sunny D's? <laughs> oh, you know, because like China, Chinese, right, 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 gotcha. Japan, Japanese, oh. gotcha. Sunnydale, Sunny D's. <laughs> <laughs> all one word though yeah like, that's so weird yeah i love it though i love it 
Okay. <laughs> okay, that we're going to make that a thing. Yeah, we're we definitely won't D's. forget this <laughs> immediately. Sunny D's population was underwhelmed by the oh. rabid bear. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening to what you were saying. I don't remember. We're moving <laughs> on. It's all fine. Everything's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm being a bad podcast sharer today. The Sunny D's. Don't you want your garbage? All right. Uh, I hope that you uh, did your job, damn it, Daniel, even if you're in the middle of nowhere mm. and got us an update on the watches. I think I did. Xander, construction outfit watch. No, he did have that brown jacket, but fuck the brown jacket. Maroon jacket watch slash Anya belt alert. Didn't notice Anya. She seemed to be sitting chomping down on chips all day, and I didn't see the maroon jacket no. on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So that's a no. Dawn's piercing screams. No, no. not at all. Chips Ahoy, a bit of a gray area. You know, this is uh, the tension between Spike and Riley is obviously there. The chip is underlining so much of it, but she never says anything about it. Mm-hmm. The incompetent thing, you know, obviously she means he's stupid, but could be in a chip thing too. But I'm going to say question mark. I don't I don't know. Uh, Will is too powerful, eh? I said it must be demoralizing to have to admit that you're addicted to magics <laughs> in front of like the greatest person on the earth. And the way that fucking Willow sulks out of there was so sad. I mean, I was so sad. And she's like, Oh, Riley says you're coming on as one major league Wicca. I got addicted the way addicts do. Yeah. We're really doubling down on this addiction thing. I forgot all about this. Relapse is a part of recovery. We understand that. And then with the dark shaman stuff, I feel like maybe maybe Sam is like the one who starts Dark Willow down the I mean obviously Tara's death is gonna do it, but like she's really being like, Hey, I hung out with some dark shamans. They were cool <laughs> doing dark magic. Maybe it's not so bad. Don't worry about Got it. Got a job Even for though you. she's saying the opposite of that. I feel like she's also saying, Do it. Yeah. Hey, if you if you ever go down that path again, I've got a paramilitary organization just for you. I was able to join with no pre-qualification. I was just in the Peace Corps and I was like, hey, can I join your shadowy government organization? And they were like, absolutely you can. So I'm sure they'll take somebody who does dark magics with a K. Of course. If you wanted to bring this whole story together, if we did have her, Sam, as a doctor, what a great thing for her to like sort of get into Willow's good graces and try to move her to the dark side in a different way and then have those eggs. Not be a MacGuffin, mm-hmm. but be the thing that she could use to end the world. Mm. And then that's, you wrap the whole thing up together. Wow. So Willow's like a crazy sorceress that has an army of demons as well. That's it. Pretty And intense. Sam is there running the, the game behind the scenes as well. But nice. I love that. But don't forget the trio oh, are really the most important <laughs> bad guys. It's then awful. Sam could be the season seven big bad instead of the first. The first. Oh, the first. But how could you deprive us of the Nathan Fillion of it all? He could still be there. He could be a henchman or something. Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, he's not the first. He's just the guy that's also at the last couple episodes. Well, you could also have Sam be one of the first, right? With that great shot where we turn around, circle around, and it's if all the If she was people. dead. Doesn't if matter. she died. But that, so what? We just show her dead and we're just like, whoa, she could be dead. Sam's here, Sam's dead, what? That's that's Riley's girlfriend, what's going on? I mean, and then they never answer it. You could totally have her, because you wouldn't know she's dead, show up and be like, oh my God, Riley's in trouble. Buffy, you have to come with me. And then Buffy would, right into a trap. Man, we did not utilize Sam. We should have been writers yeah. on the show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We could have done Call it. Call me we Joss. <laughs> no. uh, Buffy has a personality. I said yes, self-pity. Um, just go to the prom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to stay home. I know you think you have to take this grass stain out, but you really don't. She's also very competitive. No. She with didn't Riley. even do uh, it. I know. I know. 
it's it's ridiculous. And then she's competitive. Uh, Did you die? I'm going to win. So pretty rude. I mean, I think <laughs> he's got a pretty good story, too. Why don't we just you're always going to win, Buffy. We get it. Uh, to we get it, you watch. die twice or whatever. Yes. Dauphin watch. No. Next week. Nigh. So nigh. The nighest so it's nigh. ever been. I know. I'm so excited. Uh, Tara and Willow are on the pot again. We don't see Tara in this episode. R.I.P. Uh, but Willow is so happy at the bronze. I mean, it's funny because she's making mm-hmm. fun of Xander. But if I did call, she wouldn't hang up on me. That's progress. Mm-hmm. Hence the happy. And uh, Anya, which I loved. Just like, look at those two stupid idiots eating their chips, <laughs> doing their weddings. God, I'm <laughs> glad I'm not doing that shit. So she's clearly very high as she's doing that. Um, also, Dawn could not have made that breakfast by herself. That mess that Buffy had to clean up. There's no mm. fucking way. And we've seen that mess multiple yeah. times. And this is a willow failing as much as it is a Buffy oh, telling Dawn to do the dishes failing. It's awful. What can I say? The girl just needs a little monster in her, man. And then I think that Willow taking Dawn to the fucking bronze on like a weeknight, like the the next day. You're responsible now. She went to school. Like, what are we doing? 11 yeah. o'clock is late, bro. Late. She can yeah. eat a lots, of, lots of chips. That's not a good idea. Um, Michael Wick and Amy Gothwatch, we talk magics, but we don't see anybody, let alone Willow, do any magic, right? I mean, there's no magic in this no. episode. Uh, Buffy charges a dollar for everybody who asks if she's okay. I'm going to say yes, because the whole essence of Riley is almost a are you okay type of thing. Um, it's implied through everything, and I think that his pep talk at the very end, plus $1, would be a very nice gesture on his way out of the show and out of our lives. Yeah. Um, so Buffy now has $8, everybody. It's yes. great. She's doing fine. Books a Million, I don't think there was a single book in this episode, so that's a no. Uh, it's been a long time since we've had like no books. N- not a book. We don't have time and for then- books. We've got gadgets. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Streets Ahead. Uh, obviously, we get Burger World and Happy Bun. Different world, different hierarchies. We don't know nothing about it. Uh, we get to see Buffy Street for the first time with the trash can, the trash truck driver, you know, oh, yeah, drove yeah. away. And we like look down the street. I don't think we've ever seen that view before. Uh, and then obviously, Riley's car is the only car on this street. And we, of course, have lanes of traffic. So um, hilarious. And then Giles' biggest KO, I think he would have missed making fun of Riley. He would have missed running into Spike and and uh, Buffy doing it, so he could have oh. he could weigh in. And I don't know if he's a fan or not of helicopters, but it would have been exciting to have one, you know, pick up your friends right outside of your former place of business. So I think he would have been chuffed about that, <laughs> but he didn't get to see it. So, R.I.P. That is Giles. a failing of Giles. Yet another failing of Giles missing the helicopter coming down. Well, now I'm thinking he's not going to be at the wedding, right? So it's like that's wild. That oh he yeah, show up at the wedding, right? It's. I didn't even think about that. That's fucked up. It's fucked up. Oh come on, we all know that Giles has no love lost for Xander. Yeah, but still, no. I mean, come on, you would come up to Buffy's wedding. Well, I guess yeah, that's a different thing. Yeah, fuck Xander. It's fine. <laughs> what, if, what, if, what if Buffy married Spike? I mean, maybe he would he would say no. He'd say fuck you. You're not my Buffy not cannot my, uh, marry Spike because anymore. as we discussed, he's not a legal citizen of the wow. US. Wow, okay. Well, I guess Stop he doesn't have to love. be of the US, but he's not a legal citizen anyway. Love is right? love, Kelly. Tell me you love me. I love you. You know I do. Tell me you want me. I always want you. In point of fact. Shut up. Thank you for that. Let's uh, move on to our rankings. And what do I say? Let's rank this sucker. That's right. I remember how to do this. All right. 
Willow hack slash we talk about the net slash something wicked this way comes gave it a four because got addicted as you pointed out just wow just yeah that brings it down for me um, she did ask for an she email did say though, you, which was I was gonna say she yeah. did say you have to email so but still no after this episode that's a four what do you think her email address is <laughs> Willow's email address or Sam's <laughs> Sam's Mrs. Riley Finn at secretagent.com. <laughs> I think we already talked about what Willow's email address would be. Oh, yeah, we have, have yeah. We? yeah. Yeah, we did. Isn't Somewhere. it at uh, uh, ucsunnyd.edu? It's got to be. I have no idea. Right? No, we talked about well, what we think her, her handle OG is. One. Yeah. It's some sort of AOL. Oh, yeah. right. It would have to be AOL, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic's with a K is involved, for sure. For sure. Uh, <laughs> Dawn needs an adult, you know? She has only been eating fast food for a week solid, and that is a failing of not just Buffy, but of Willow. Absolutely, she is another adult in this house, she fully capable is. of earning money and providing for the other <laughs> child, the only child in this house. So Laundry. they both failed. Yeah, d- yeah d- literally doing anything. She, d- anything. It's just, I'm so glad that you're here so often to point things out like, how dare Willow Dara live in that house and not fucking do anything to support Buffy? Why is no one taking care of Buffy? It's just uh, terrible. Anyway. So Don's been eating fast food for at least a week straight. They only have ice cubes in the fridge, loads of them. Uh, but there was no trouble, and she got to go to the bronze and hang out and actually like be part of the crew for a second, which was neat, and she made her own breakfast and got herself to school. So I don't think she needs an yeah. adult, but goddamn, they need to go grocery shopping. Someone needs to fucking go grocery shopping, so gave it a five. Mm-hmm. Monster of the Week, the Savolti Demon. The makeup's kind of cool. It's We haven't really done a demon with that big like headpiece, carapace thing going on, so that's kind of neat. Um... I, and anytime you can see like an alien egg thing is pretty fun. The CG was terrible for the monsters, but the puppets were okay, like the little baby guys. Uh, but I just, I think Buffy breaking the neck was awful just because it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That neck is enormous and her just like mm-hmm. going and giving it a hug basically that killed it. And I just, yep. uh, yeah, I'm going to, I had to give it a four. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Savolti Demon. Oh, yeah. Also, no kill count. They didn't actually kill anything. For something that's this unstoppable, constantly reproducing, killing machines from the second they're born, they start killing. No kill count for the Savolti Demon. Um, that you know of. That I know of. And that's <laughs> all that matters. So, Life is the Big Bad, season six, our theme yeah. for the season. There are few things in life that sting as much as seeing an ex have a glow up. So, I'm mm-hmm. going to have to give that an eight. It's pretty bad. Ouch. Plus, Ouch. you know, Spike with the breakup that always hurts too so yeah yeah there's bringing the pain a little bit especially for buffy in this episode relationship goodness or badness well clearly buffy and spike are on the outs so that's yeah. a down i guess but willow and tara willow's at least helpful so great to see cute willow back i love it and mm-hmm. then she had to say the stupid got addicted thing and ruin it all but that's fine so willow and tara we've got hope for the future we'll see and xander and anya Doing never great. better maybe i mean they're never so hopeful better. The, the little hanging out in the bathroom is cute and, and just like, you know, I'm going to be with you forever and it's all fine. The fact that he is going to destroy it all mm. in just one episode. It mm. blows my like mind. He's never I'm, had... I'm, ready to, I'm ready to watch this. I didn't know that they were so strong before going into yeah. hell's I thought it would be way more waffling. I mean, he definitely has been slowly, but who wouldn't slowly be like, uh, do I want to do this or not? But it's like, oh my God, he's just d- d- telling her, like, I love you. I want to be with you. And then he's just about to fuck it all up. So I'm curious yeah. to know what happens. That's wild. 
Because okay. Xander at the beginning of the season did make it seem like he was just going to, like, it was going to get worse and worse. But if anything, it's gone the opposite direction. I mean, I and even in the car, he was like, this is why I want to have a family with you, because I fucking hate my family. I wanna, I'm ready to start my new life with you. This is not a man who, who seems to be on the fence, and yet he's about to have one thought that was uh. actually invoked by a fucking demon, and then, I'm done. I'm walking away. It's over. I just, that's not this episode, though. Everything's going fine now. And Riley and Sam, they're great. Better oh, than they're, ever, they're I would great. say. Better than I've Unless ever seen. Unless she's them. the doctor and he's lying. Uh, so, to her. seven for relationship goodness or badness. Unless she's the doctor. But we, well, I guess we should, um, I guess I'll have to reconsider my rankings because we have said canonically <laughs> for our show, Sam is the doctor. Whatever. I'm not going to change anything. Episode specific. Willows, what a bitch. <laughs> and uh, wow. uh, Buffy's My Hat Has a Cow. I mean, both excellent lines that we've already mentioned because this episode doesn't give you a lot, but those were great. Two out of ten after this episode. 30 total, 14 wow. of 15 for the season. Beneath Double Meat Palace and above Older and Far Away, which was just last week. I got to say, thinking about it, I don't know if I actually like this episode more than Older and Far Away because that was felt appropriately a very long time ago. Uh, but I don't know. I guess it's fine. It doesn't matter. It's already done. <laughs> Stacia, where did you rank this? <laughs> Um, I ranked this at 104 out of 115. Ooh, yes. Low, so low. It's yes. the lowest of the season, for yes. sure. Yes. Wow. Excellent. I don't know if that's fair. I mean, yeah. maybe it's just that it was fun dunking on how bad this episode was. But, like, <laughs> looking at Double Meat Palace and Older and Far Away, which are the, like, next ones in the season at the bottom, uh, I don't know if it's worse than them. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying now. I don't know if I like Older and Far Away more than this or not. I don't know. It's hard yeah. to tell. You just but, forget so quickly. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I put it, 104. Okay. So what's above it and beneath it? Uh, So it is below The Replacement and Tough Love. And then it's above Into the Woods and Primeval. It felt appropriate yep. to put it yep. above two good. crappy Riley episodes. Well, above <laughs> the episode that he leaves. Yeah. Yeah. And he's back. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And what the... did you write like for your, symmetry. your synopsis? Yeah. Uh, Riley comes back. Buffy's hat has a cow. <laughs> Doctor Sam. Buffy dump spike. Terrassing. Oh, terrassing. <laughs> Doctor Sam. Would we go back to read this to be like what? Doctor Sam. <laughs> I'll know. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, Daniel. Wh- how did you? Uh, how did you rate this episode? Yeah, Riley is a goober, um, but that was the whole idea. Um, I want to believe that we're making fun of him, but I think that the fact that Petrie loves him so much makes it funny to me, even more funny. So he's trying so hard to make him not funny, and he's even funnier. So I do I do appreciate yeah. how that works with Riley. And it kind of is what makes him like not a big problem for me. It is a problem when we see him every day in season four, but it's been nice to like go a year without seeing his, his dumb face. So that was pretty cool to have him back. Um, obviously we get our friends hanging out. Uh, the Buffy spike stuff is weirdly enough, still engaging. I mean, I keep waiting for this to really bore me the way that angel bored me and Riley bored me. But even though they kind of have the same conversations, it's all these new like plot points and, and catalysts that are like, moving them along and it just feels really nice and organic and everything they do always even if they're kind of talking about the same stuff it, it is nice and if we're to believe Buffy and, and it is over then that's even that's great 
I mean, I didn't expect that. I thought she was just kind of saying that and they're just going to get back together mm. um, because there is a lot of that. And also, I thought this episode was really funny. I laughed a lot, not just with like the unintentional Riley bullshit, but some of the lines were really good. And it was a pretty self-referential episode. Uh, even the line about the house. We were just talking about older and far away, right? She's like, do you have a house? Yeah, I got a house. Sometimes you can't leave the house. Funny. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Good little lines that make it a really great Buffy episode. But then the egg stuff, the doctor, like, God, they just didn't give a shit about any of that. They really just wanted Riley. That's cool. I only have five slots below number 91 left. And I don't, shit. I kind of was like with you guys where I'm like, this is not that great, but is it really that bad? And I think I'm way more charitable than, than maybe you guys are with Riley. So I'm going to put it because Riley's such a bro at number 69. So, boom. <laughs> nice. Number 69, nice. Uh, yeah, because otherwise I only have five below 91, and I don't know what's going to go there. So we'll see. Probably whatever you said, the next one that this guy directs, get it done or whatever. No idea what that is. So Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll slot that no one idea. into 130-something. Uh, so, boom. Yeah, just a, a last question quick duck on Petrie. I think that this direction in this episode was not the best either. I think he lingered mm-hmm. a little too long on some of the reactions that made them cringier than they needed to be. Like when Willow uh, and Sam have the conversation and then when Sam walks away and we just focus on Willow's face forever until she almost smiles because she's so proud of herself for quitting magic. Terrible. And uh, Buffy walking out into the sun after she breaks up with Spike. Way too long. Terrible. He made some poor choices. Gotta say. Stop directing episodes, Doug Petrie. <laughs> He only does one more. I'm sorry. I'm coming for you, Petrie. You can't. No one likes Riley. Okay. No one (laughs) likes him. Stop trying to make Riley happen. I thought Riley was Um, nice. (laughs) No, 69 is nice. Nice. Uh, Anyway, thank you for that. And thank you for listening. I cannot wait to talk about our next episode, Hell's Bells. I think we're going to have a lot of feelings about Xander. I'm expecting you to bring the pain. Stacia, looking at you. I hope so. So hope you're ready for that. But, uh, you know, before we get to next week, I have to ask you if you have anything else to say about this episode. I don't. Daniel, do you have anything else to say about this episode? No. You don't want to get a last jab in at Petrie? It's it's what we're all doing. It's what the cool kids are doing. <laughs> That's what the cool kids are doing. No, no more jabs <laughs> at Petrie. He's, he's been jabbed enough by this podcast. That's true. Never forget, he's the reason Doomed happened because he got married I like do. a jerk. Uh, we will talk to you next time for Hell's Bells. Until then, Stacia. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Daniel, say goodbye. It's like Beat Me Pod says. You know Beat Me Pod, right? (laughs) I do, only because I'm here right now. It's a bad one. I thought it was good when I wrote it down, but... (laughs) (laughs) Ready for a bold suggestion, blow it off. That's a good one, blow it off. But see, but Uh, ready for a podcast suggestion, blow it off. There you go. Boom. (laughs) Did it. Saved it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Okay, goodbye. I feel like I did like six sign-offs. Man, this we really made it through. We made it all the way through. Well, I'm not advertising this to the missus. You're still quite the high. Legendary. I'm sleeping in this fight. But our marriage, that lasts forever. (sighs) That works out nicely. Oh, this is unconstitutional is what it is.